so much for tuning in to Sunday Service here at The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and I am so blessed that you've tuned in today. And we are just so thankful. We read so many emails and letters each day, and uh, the stories that we hear from this community are amazing. Uh, we also know many of you have really significant prayer requests right now, and we just want you to know we're standing with you, and we're believing that God is going to move on your behalf. And we, uh, we thank you for sharing your prayer requests, by the way. God is indeed answering prayer right now. I'm up here in Canton, Ohio. As you can tell, my voice might be a little bit sore. Uh, I spoke a lot this weekend uh, with many, many people. We had an opportunity to pray with so many people and just heard, again, so many amazing stories and how God is moving around the nation, how he's moving up here in Ohio. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody that uh, that came up here as well. And I'm going to be headed back. I can't wait to be with my family. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good week. But let's, uh, let's get into the Word of God today. And before we do that, I just want to pray and invite the Holy Spirit and uh, thank Him for the message today. And I thank you again for tuning in. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for this day. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are holy. Uh, we thank you that you have mercy and you have grace, Lord God. And we just thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our story and we love you more than anything lord and so today we just want to invite your presence in this time we thank you for this message i thank you again for this community and we just say use me today as a vessel lord god as i uh, i just put this all before you lord god you are in control we love you so much in jesus name amen Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you God. Okay, we're going to be talking about uh, how we finish well. How do we finish well? We want to make sure that we don't mess up along the way and get off course and then eventually uh, not end up where we want to be. Uh, God has given us a clear path in our life. It's holiness, it's purity, it's righteousness, standing for the entirety of the Word of God, living a consecrated life. And, and that also means, by the way, being a good repenter because I'm going to tell you right now I'm far from perfect <laughs> and uh, I have to learn to be a good repenter and I have to know when I do something that grieves the Holy Spirit and then I have to correct that because that's my desire is to please God and so we want to we want to end well and in 2nd Timothy uh, the fourth chapter verse 7 uh, the Apostle Paul is speaking here and he says I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith and that's exactly what we want to do. You know, this is a well-known, often quoted passage. And it's, it's quite significant because uh, Paul, this was like right before he was going to be martyred, you know. And um, it's a deeply moving affirmation of his unwavering faith and his unyielding love for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the truth, for righteousness. And so he, he you know, he's ready to go. And he just, you know, he feels at a place of peace and rest knowing that he's done everything that, you know, he was supposed to do. He's, he's operated in his calling. He served the Lord, you know. And, and this is a man, by the way, we remember what happened on the Damascus Road where this man wasn't always perfect. He wasn't, you know, never was he perfect, but he wasn't always uh, the best person. He was actually the person that was killing Christians. He was actually the person that was going after the Christians and persecuting them. So he did a complete change in his life. And God forgave gave him and uh, the Bible says too much is given much is required you know God God gave him a new chance he gave him a new life uh, you know he, he forgave his sins and, and Paul went out to be one of the greatest Christians that we know and so that just shows you I mean this guy was an awful dude he was not a good guy and uh, so I can relate to the Apostle Paul I had a Damascus Road encounter 
and that was when I got stabbed, uh, you know, nine times at the age of 23. The Lord got a hold of my life then in such a way, and uh, ever since then, I've been doing my best to live in a righteous manner. But like I said earlier, I don't always, you know, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm doing my best, and I live a repentant way, and I, and I walk in a consecrated manner, and uh, I, I also invite the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom and discernment. And by the way, I know you do that too. As Christians, that's what we do. Our desire is to serve the Lord. Our desire is to be righteous. Our desire is to fulfill the, the commission on our lives and the calling on our lives and to please the Lord and to please the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I just got to tell you guys, I don't ever want to grieve the Spirit. I don't ever want, I mean, that's not my intention ever. And that's how, you know, we should be thinking as believers because, you know, when we come to know Jesus Christ, we invite him into our heart. We invite his presence, his Holy Spirit to live in our heart. In fact, the Bible says the, bi the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the Holy Spirit is in us as Christians. And so um, I know sometimes people tell me, well, I don't hear from the Lord. You know, and I would just encourage you to keep going deeper and, and really spend time in prayer and inquire of the Lord. You know, ask the Lord to speak to you. I believe he will. Uh, because the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So that's what the Lord tells us. And so if we seek him and if we, you know, and so I really just encourage anybody that says, Pastor Todd, I don't really hear from the Lord. Uh, I've never heard anybody tell me that if they really are Ill diligently seeking the Lord, going into the prayer closet or getting away, sometimes for me, I go on a hike or, you know, I take my truck and I go on like a country road somewhere, you know, and I'm just praising the Lord and worshiping him and inquiring of his Holy Spirit. But it's always in those times. I mean, sometimes, you know, just when I'm sleeping or sometimes, you know, another time when he'll speak to me, but definitely when I'm in the time of, of you know, a two-way conversation, worshiping the Lord, inquiring of his spirit, that's when I hear from the Lord often. And the Lord will tell me, Todd, you missed the mark. You know, or Todd, you got to correct this. Or Todd, this is what I want you to do. You know, and, and you, I hear, you know, I'm going to be honest, I hear pretty clearly these days. I mean, I know uh, what the Lord is saying. And that's because I've, I've, I've inquired of him for many years, you know. And so, and this isn't about me. What I'm trying to say is it's, you know, I, I was one of those people that said, I didn't hear from the Lord. So it's, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't hear from the Lord. But what I would encourage you is inquire of the Spirit of God. Go into the secret place. There's that secret place again, right? But, you know, spend time inquiring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Lord will move in your life. I believe he'll speak to you. So God is good. He's faithful. He's faithful to speak to our hearts, you know. And um, the Greek word, um, it's agonizomi, kind of like agonize, right? Uh, and it's translated fought. And it literally means to engage in conflict. To engage in conflict. And so the word was used in a context, now get this, of competing kind of like in athletic games, or engaging in a military conflict. So considering that, you know, Paul was chained to a Roman soldier when he wrote this. Uh, it, it would have been easy for him to be discouraged, right? And, and so maybe that's why he, he made this type of um, analogy, though, because, you know, he was in a military conflict of sorts. He was in the battle. He was in spiritual warfare. In fact, uh, he had known many Roman soldiers during his imprisonment, and uh, had won a number of them to Christ. And some of them uh, were members of the uh, Praetorian Guard. That's found in Philippians 1.13. So we know that our battle is not against flesh and blood. We know it's against principalities. It's against powers. It's against rulers of the dark of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We have to really think about what that means. 
the battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against these principalities. So when, when we're being tempted, when we're being attacked, when we're dealing with warfare, uh, any of those things, when we're under persecution, when we're under accusation, when we're under oppression or depression that's trying to come on us, the battle is against principalities. It's against powers. It's against the rulers of the darkness. And so we are equipped as Christians with the Holy Spirit and with the ability to pray, to intercede, and to push back because prayer is a powerful weapon. We push back with prayer. We push back with going before the Lord. That's why the Bible says, you know, those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have to call upon the name of the Lord. That's why that two-way conversation is so incredibly important. We have to have that two-way conversation. We have to have uh, that type of relationship with the Lord where we're spending time in his presence because I mean, the battle is against these rulers, against these powers, and they can seem powerful. The demonic can seem powerful. Now, we know that God is more powerful, So, but we need to use the weapons of our warfare. We need to use the tools that God's given us. That's how we win, and, and we win every time. But we have to stand. It's the, the moment when we when we don't do this and we allow the temptation to come in, we allow the accusation to uh, beat us down and, and get us, you know, whatever it is, people that are attacking you, uh, you know, people that are, that are. I mean, there's all types of things that are going on right now. I get uh, emails and messages about this just about every day. People are telling me my family's attacking me or, you know, people have turned against me. I'm being accused. So I know this is something that a lot of you are going through. And, and the reason why it's just that Satan, the enemy, he's going after those that are making a difference. He's, the remnant is dealing with spiritual warfare because we're over the target. And we have the spiritual authority to break these strongholds, to pull down these strongholds. So that's why the devil is targeting. Uh, if you're being attacked by, you know, your family or you're having so much warfare in your life, and you're like, Pastor Todd, I'm under so much attack. Yes, but we have the ability to, to beat this and to win and to walk victoriously. But we have to understand. So this is why we need to be the long, long-term Christians. You know, it's not, it's not like you don't just bail out. We've been talking about that a lot. But the truth of the matter is, is in order for us to endure, we have to understand we're in warfare. And a lot of times, you know, we don't even talk about this in the Christian community. Now, I, here's the other side of this. We don't want to glorify the warfare. We don't want to make everything warfare. Sometimes things aren't warfare. And I think we say they are. They are. Sometimes we cause them something that we're doing. And we're opening a door. We're doing something foolish. And we're, we're really causing the warfare. So we also have to be careful of that and close any of those open doors. That's why I'm so, you know, I talk a lot about open doors because I see it in the ministry. I see it when I'm ministering to somebody and I see where the uh, the affliction is coming in or I see where the attack is coming in and a lot of times it's, it's from a door that we've opened or we've allowed you know, something that we haven't wanted to consecrate or something that we've allowed to continue on in our life that we know we shouldn't. And so that's the open door, you know. So you got to walk away from those things. And that's why the Lord says, be holy for I'm holy. That's why he says, you know, come out from among them is because he wants us to walk in a consecrated manner because then the doors are closed. And, uh, you know, there's still going to be warfare. But it, the enemy gets in through sin. The enemy gets in through the open doors. So that's why we just need to be very careful. And that's where the accusation comes from. That's where the attacks come from, too, oftentimes. Okay, now, again, you could be doing nothing wrong, and you can still get accused. You can be doing nothing wrong and still have warfare. But we don't want to open doors, which allows for more warfare, and it's kind of our fault. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that makes sense. Now, again, I want to just enunciate here. Well, none of us are perfect, and we're never going to get it 100% right. So I don't want you to beat yourself up, either, because some people are very hard on themselves. Don't, don't beat yourself up. But our, this, we, we're just doing our best to walk this thing out in a righteous manner. We're doing our best 
to be in this for the long term. In other words, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. You know, we're 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 in this for the long haul. We're not we're not. You know, I see a lot of people shoot up. Let me just tell you this: I've seen a lot of people over the years shoot up real fast, and you're like, "Whoa, where'd that person come from?" You know, they're on fire and everything's great, and then it's like, boom. You ever seen that where they just they shoot up and then maybe a little bit of time goes by and all of a sudden, whatever happened to that person? Where'd that person go? Well, a lot of times they go back in their past life, they go back in the world, they fall, and honestly, the Bible says that seven times more demons come. You know, it's it's a, it's a dangerous thing to do that, to backslide and walk back into your past life and be unrepentant, especially when you already know about the Lord, you know. So, uh, that woe to those people, you know, you don't want to go back in the world, but people do this because they it's just, it's just too hard. It's just too hard as a Christian. I can't deal with the warfare. So, they go back into the world. Now, what good does that do? back again into their vomit, back again into their past, and, and so, but people do this all the time, and so we want to be in this th for the duration, we want to be in this until the day that we die, we want to be like the Apostle Paul, where we can say, I fought the good fight of faith, you know, faith, and, I, and I've won, and, and, I, and I'm, you know, now I, now I get to rule and reign with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because if you look at it, this whole life is kind of like a test in a way, you know, it's like, what are we going to do with our free will, are we going to come and know Jesus, or are we going to come back into where we should be? And in our optimal position in life to be serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to be, uh, you know, inquiring of his spirit. Think of what an amazing life God offers us, you know, where he gives us wisdom and direction on how to live in this world. Not only does he give us the Bible, but he also gives us real time discernment and, you know, the Holy Spirit prompts and gives us unctions and, you know, gives us understanding and wisdom and, and, and you know, no, lets us know when we're doing something foolish. What a good God we serve, if you think about that. So he's given us everything we need. And we don't need to be overwhelmed. We don't need to be stressed. And we don't need to be worried. And we don't need to be fearful. And we don't need to be too hard on ourselves. We just need to do our best to be real and authentic Christians. You know, because this is so real. This whole thing is, can we get that through our head, how real this is? Because once we understand this is the reality of the world. This is the reality of the world. It's exactly what the Bible tells us. So if we live in accordance to God's word, if we live a righteous manner, if we do our best to be a good believer in Christ here on earth, to be the salt and the light, and to be representatives of Jesus, you know, and to be the church, and to be the body, and operate in our calling, and operate in the presence of the Lord, and then think about what else he does. He gives us the gifts of the Spirit, and the gifts of the Spirit allow us to go out there, and I mean, think about what we're able to do. Does you guys ever think about this? I mean, we're able to lay hands on the sick, and they're able to be healed in Jesus' name. We're able to declare and decree. We're able to pull down strongholds, okay? This is reality. We have to understand, this is real. Not what the fake news prophets of Baal are saying. Not what the, the, the modern, you know, all these different, uh, uh, you know, people that do these documentaries or the, the Science Channel or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And they're, they're talking about everything but God, you know, or trying to give, like, some reason why, you know, everything just, but there was this big bang and all of a sudden we're all here and then we came from apes and monkeys and, you know, I mean, think about the ridiculous stories that these people say. And yet a lot of people believe it. But yet we have the actual truth. Think about this. We have the basic instructions before leaving earth. We have the the manual. God has given us the manual. All we gotta do is read it and, and, and live it. And then and then we're in our optimal version of ourselves. I mean, think how amazing this is. Have you ever thought of this? And so and so once we understand this is the reality, and then he's given us the tools, and he's given us his spirit, and he's given us the manual, and he's given us everything. He's so good. And, and he's like, look, I want you to live successful. 
I want you to I want you to thrive you know and, and to be in the best version of you and does that mean that we you know we're again we're not dealing with warfare no of course we're dealing with warfare but we've got all the tools we've got everything that we need to win so anyway I, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent there but to me that's just such a big deal you know so I mean without question the Apostle Paul was a warrior okay he never quit you know um, he never lacked his zeal for the Lord. He, he really, I mean, anybody that knew the Apostle Paul would know he loved the Lord. He had a true encounter with Jesus. Um, he knew where to go for his source of strength. If, you, if you're taking notes, this is Philippians 4.13. Um, and it says this, it says, I can do all things through who? Through Christ who strengthens me, right? <laughs> and so, you know, that's Paul. I mean, Paul said, look, I can do anything. Because God has given me the strength. You know, I can endure hardship. I can endure prison. I can endure persecution. You know, the good times, the bad times, uh, you know, I'm in this. He says all things through Christ Jesus. And then if you go to 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, um, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. So Paul had come to an understanding, look, I'm weak, okay? I'm a man, I'm a human, I ha you know, I have to die to my flesh daily, I make mistakes. But he said, you know what, God's grace is enough for me. And, uh, you know, his, his, he's given me the power to be able to, to, to perform and to hold the line and stand and to finish this thing out well. And that's what every Christian should be should be understanding is, is that God has grace, God has mercy, God has love. You know how many times I've had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, please forgive me, you know, and, and please cover me. And, you know, over the years, I mean, you know, there's just been times because, again, you know, I, I just want, you know, I think a lot of people try to come off as like they're perfect or they got it all figured out. We're, we None of us do. But, but we're trying. That's the thing. We're doing our best, guys, to be an authentic believer, to exude Jesus Christ, his spirit and his love to this, this broken world that needs him so bad, that needs him so bad. Think about the people that you meet and, and, the, and the brokenness and the different things that they've you know shared with you. And they're just looking for hope. And then it's like, here it is. We have the hope. We have the answer. We have the solution. You know, and, and, then, we, and then when we give that to them, and do it in love, you know, just think about what happens to their life, I mean, their whole life is changed, you know, if they, if they receive it, and the Bible says the truth is not returned back void, so when you're speaking the truth, even if the person doesn't receive it right there and then, you're speaking truth in their life, you know, we have the answer, we have the solution, you know, a lot of people look into politics, or they look into, you know, science, or they look into medicine, or look into different things for the answers for their issue, or their problem, or their current situation, but the truth is, is that Jesus is the answer because he'll give us the wisdom, the discernment, the understanding of how to navigate each and every situation in our life. Everything. And he's always the solution. He's always the answer. He will give, I mean, how many times has God given me an idea or an understanding of a situation that I would have never understood, that I would have never been able to successfully navigate through, but because of his spirit and his anointing, he did something in that situation. Amazing, right? He's so good. He's so merciful. So that's why that scripture that I just read in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, you know, his grace is sufficient, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. You want the power of Christ on you? I want the power of Christ. I want the power of Christ. That, that's the only way. 
to, to make it till the end so that we can say, I fought the good fight of faith. You know, his campaign, Paul's campaign, to spread the gospel of Christ, it began on the Damascus Road. And eventually it took him across the entirety of the, of the world, the ancient world at that time. You know, on, on four different missionary journeys. And he had witnessed uh, of Christ before Felix and Agrippa and, and you know, the, uh, the officials of Rome. Um, he contended with false teachers and false brethren within the church. You know, he, he did the good, the bad, and the ugly about Christianity. He had to deal with all the different things that we have to deal with. And yet, you know what, he fought the good fight of faith. And he, and he endured until the end. And he, and he withstood the persecution and the attack. And not only did he just withstand it, he did it in such a way that he was victorious. He did it in such a way that he lived an amazing life. Look at what the impact of the Apostle Paul. Why? Because he had an encounter with the living God. And that is why I say, if, if you've never had an encounter with the living God, now is the time in your life. God is wanting to encounter you. It's no mistake that you're, you're hearing this today. You know, Paul's good fight included uh, an astonishing series of dangers, trials, tests. You know, I mean, even in those, though, he proclaimed his victory in Christ. He said, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who's loved us. Romans 8.37. All things, we are more than conquerors. So, it, you know, no matter what the trial that you're going through, no matter how big it seems, uh, the world is going crazy. Yes, it is. Uh, it's the best of times and the worst of times at the same time. Uh, but as believers in Christ, I believe this is our greatest hour. I believe this is our moment to shine. Uh, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're not. We're not held to the uh, to the con you know the constraints of this world. We're able to do extraordinary. Remember, I talked about the tools that God has given us to be able to, to lay hands on the sick, to to you know pull down the strongholds, to to fight this battle and to win it. It's like we're the key, pretty much, if you think about it, through Christ who lives in us. You know, we have the ability through Christ to do the miracles and the signs and wonders that he did. You know, I mean, think about this. Think about what God has entrusted us with, you know. And so, um, Paul's life and ministry provides a, a powerful example of modeling Christ today. Not only did he fight the good fight, but he also finished the race. He kept the faith, and he did it well. And he pleased God. And Paul knew that his death was near in verse 6. But he had no regrets. You know, after Jesus took control of his life, which was in Acts 9, I believe, where the Damascus Road happened, uh, Paul had lived life to the fullest. And he'd done everything that Jesus had charged and empowered him to do. And, uh, you know, he had a remarkable sense of fulfillment and contentment with his life. He knew that he had accomplished the mission. And this is what I want to see for each and every one of you. You know, as believers today, we can have no greater sense of fulfillment than to know, as Paul did, that we fully, fully accomplished what God had called us to do. You know, may, may we fight this good fight of faith. You know, may we be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, uh, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill the ministry. You know, that's found in 2 Timothy 4, 5. You know, this is what we want to do. We want to, we want to end well. We want to serve the Lord with all of our heart. And, uh, you know, we're an example. But, you know, many people are watching our lives. I always say the world is watching. And trust me, for me, it's a, it's a significant thing that I think about quite often. You know, to avoid even the appearance of evil. You know, I mean, you'd be shocked at, like, some of the silly things that I, that I you know, I'm concerned about just because I want to make sure that I'm avoiding even the appearance of evil. I mean, people 
take pictures with me these days. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit leery of, of taking pictures with certain people just because, you know, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Sometimes it's just somebody I just meet, and, you know, they want to take a picture with me. And so, you know, I know that you guys know I'm a public figure, and that's just something that public figures do. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I, I think about this, because I just want to avoid the appearance of evil, because I want to live in such a way that, that people know uh, that I'm authentic and that I'm real and that I love the Lord, you know, and um, I don't ever want to cause anybody to stumble, guys, and that, that to me means so much because so many people, you know, have dirtied up the name Christian. So many people have uh, let people down, especially in ministry, and we don't ever want to do that, so that's why we, we have to be dying to our flesh daily. You know, we're in the world, but we're not of it. Uh, we're, we're not conformed to the things of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's how we build our faith. And, and, you know, it comes from hearing the word of God. So my, you know, it's something that I just want to make you all understand. And I live like this as well as the most important thing that we could be doing, uh, other than, of course, spending the time with the Lord and inquiring of his spirit uh, when it comes to our spiritual journey is being in the word of God. We've got to know the word. We've got to hide it in our heart. We've got to apply it. We've got to know it. You know, be lovers of the word. If you show me someone that's a lover of the Bible, that reads the Word of God, and then understands the Word of God, that, that studies the Word of God, you're going you're gonna to know a solid person. You're going to see fruit in their life, because uh, it's almost impossible to read the Word of God and not uh, be affected by it, because it's so powerful and it's living. And again, you know, it's, the, it's like the manual to life. So I'm praying uh, that this community really gets deeper in the Word of God. I'm praying that we really do spend time in that in that two-way conversation with the Lord where we're hearing from the Holy Spirit. And again, I want to make sure that you know I'm not judging or condemning you if you don't hear from the Lord or if you you know are in, in a newer season in your walk. Look, we all went through that, okay? Um, but I'm just teaching you as a pastor and a shepherd how to go deeper. And uh, I'll tell you, if you do it, if you apply it, it's going to be the best thing you ever did in your life because you're going to be activating the that the Lord has given us. So, you know, imagine if you were like a carpenter, you know, or you know, you build houses, and uh, you had all the best tools, like you had all the best craftsman tools. Let's say, you know, just amazing tools, uh, but but you you never used them, you know. And so you'd go to the home site and you start trying to build the house, and uh, you're using like you know your worst tools, you know, or it's like you know. And meanwhile, you have these like brand new tools that are sitting over there in your truck or whatever. And you're not using them. Well, that that's how it is in the Lord, you know. It's like uh, as a believer in Christ, if we don't apply the the tools that God's given us, you know, then we're gonna get we're gonna get hit real hard, and that's probably where some of these people fall because they're not applying. And, and a lot of that, you know, my people die for lack of knowledge, you know. So the thing is, is that you know, if you don't, you know, where does faith come from? It comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. So God has given us a clear understanding. If we don't know the word and hide it in our heart, we're gonna get sidetracked. So, you know, if you want to be a Christian that, that lasts for the duration, then it's real simple. Just just hide the word in your heart. Know the word. Apply the word. Be a lover of the word. And, uh, you know, like the Bible says, you know, in the beginning was the word. Jesus was the word. He, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And the word is living. And so the word is the bread of life. It's the manna. It's, it's, it's truth. It's pure truth. And, and, and if we apply it, we're, we're applying uh, you know, it's just like if you, again, if you buy something new and, and you read the manual, you know, it tells you what to do with it, how to put it together, you know, how to take care of it, you know, what's going to be the best version of that, you know, and, and all that. I mean, that's, you know, that's what the Bible is to us. It's, it's like our manual 
for life. You know, people have so many questions. You know, we'll go in the Word of God and inquire of the Holy Spirit, and they're gonna they're gonna be uh, in alignment with each other because the Holy Spirit is gonna confirm the Word of God, and the Word of God is gonna confirm the Holy Spirit. What amazing tools that God has given us! What amazing resources! So I don't want anybody to say they're not set up for success because you are set up for success. So if you're in a, in a difficult season. I understand because we live in a, in a life that has high moments and it has valley moments. And so if you're in that valley moment right now in life and, you're, and your situation seems almost overwhelming, uh, the good news is that God will not give us more than we can handle. Uh, you know, he obviously is going to give you a way out of this, uh, but you need to, you know, just keep pressing ahead and inquiring of the Holy Spirit and, and filling yourself up, feed your soul. You know, and um, find other people that are encouraging brethren. You know, people that are willing to stand with you and encourage you and pray with you. And those are the kind of people you want around you. And if you don't have those people in your life, you know, pray for them and start going to places where you're going to find that type of person. Like a remnant church, for instance, you know. Uh, other like-minded believers. Because the Bible even talks about going two by two. That's what the body is. So, you know, then there's the body. You know, the body is, I'm talking about the greater body, not our our singular body but the body of christ you know and and think about that the body of christ is there's a purpose in that body you know there's a purpose in it and the purpose is to, to exhort us to encourage us to strengthen us to give us accountability you know to be operating in the fivefold ministry gifting you know with other people and in, in, in this harmonious way of unity in the body the ecclesia and that's the true church. And so when, let me just leave this last thing, and I'm almost done here. If you meet somebody that you're not able to like align with and you're not understanding why, it's because the Spirit of God is telling you there's something wrong in that person. Don't align with them. So if you have a check in your spirit or something like that, and I know I've, I've you know, kind of talked about this in the past, and, and you can't just like label somebody like, oh, i got to check about them, that's it, they're done, because you got to have mercy and grace. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't mean you got to yoke with them. It doesn't mean you got to, you know, get into like some kind of partnership or yoke with them, uh, because that will bring you down. So, you know, if the Lord gives you a check with somebody, you know, pray for them. Uh, if you have the opportunity to minister to them, minister to them. Speak the truth and share in a loving way um, the Word of God. You know, and, and set that person up for success. But it doesn't mean you got to yoke with them. You know, you don't you don't yoke with them if you have a check in your spirit, because that's discernment, and there's wisdom, and there's probably something there that's unholy that the Lord is saying, hey, be careful with that person. So, you know, but the body, in, in general, if you find another like-minded believer, and, and your spirit, you can just tell. I mean, you ever meet somebody like that? It's just like, this person's on fire for the Lord. I can tell. You know, so there are amazing people in the body of Christ. I know many of you have been burned. I know, trust me. And in the, in the ministry, I've been burned over the years. So I get it. Sometimes we're, we're a little bit careful, cautious, and sometimes we're too cautious. You know, one of the things that God has taught me is I have to continue to live in a manner of forgiveness. And, you know, I can't hold these things, you know, and then let it ruin my life just because one person may have burned me. doesn't mean I don't just talk to people because of that, or I put my walls up and then I don't open myself up. we we got to... You know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, guys, and I've been burned over the years, you know, but the same thing is I've also met amazing friends that do life with me, and those are the people that I'm so thankful to God for, and that I can align with, and that God has given me as a resource, uh, and, and, you know, people that can be praying for me, and, and many of you are those people that you pray for me, and I pray for you, so, you know, this is this remnant, you know, what a beautiful community, right, so have hope, there's still good in the world, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of messages in today's service, uh, but the thing is, is that we want to be like the Apostle Paul, and we want to end well, amen, do you want to end well? Hey, listen, if there's something in your life that you've been up to, and you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, and God has been convicting you, 
why don't we just end it today? Like, why don't we just take this before the Lord right now and lay it down at the foot of the cross? You know, if you're feeling like there's something in your life that's holding you back, or you're feeling like, you know, you're doing something that you shouldn't be, God loves you. He's merciful. He's gracious. That's what I want to always let you know. I mean, just because we talk about holiness and purity and these things, it doesn't mean that, like, you know, again, we're perfect. I mean, I just want to keep saying that because I just think people think Christianity is perfection. It's not. It's striving to live in a righteous manner. And it's using and applying all these tools that we talked about today. And it's living a repentant lifestyle. And when we do make a mistake and the Lord convicts us, we come before him we ask for his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace. And he's so faithful to do just that. So if you want to lay that before him today, let's just do this. Lord, in Jesus' name, right now, there's many people all over the world that are joining me in this prayer. And they're saying, I want to lay this certain thing down in my life. I want to I want to finish well. I want to be like the Apostle Paul. You know, I want to be just so content in my walk and my faith journey as I make it to uh, eventually ruling and reigning with you in eternity, Lord God. But on this earth, I want to finish well. And so uh, we're just praying this today, Lord God, that for those that are uh, laying this thing down, maybe there's an area in their life, maybe they've been sleeping with their girlfriend, or maybe they've been looking at pornography, or maybe they've been uh, addicted to something, or maybe they've been just doing something that they know grieves you, maybe not even a big deal. Uh, but just something they know that grieves you, maybe, you know, smoking addiction or something like that, you know. So we just want to lay these things down today, Lord God, and we want to live pure before you because we know that it pleases you, and we know that others are watching us, and we know that uh, we want to avoid even the appearance of evil, and we just want to be holy before you because you are a holy God, and we just want to walk in the optimal version of ourself, Lord God, and uh, apply these tools and finish well. And, and, and get other people saved and set free and healed and delivered. So I just thank you that we lay these things down at the foot of the cross today. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, before we go, there's one more thing I want to talk about. Um, if you want to accept Jesus today as your Lord and Savior, you say, today's the day. I want to accept Jesus today. I'm tired of living a lifestyle of sin. Uh, you know, you talked about it a lot today, Pastor Todd. I want, you know, I want out. I want to live in a righteous manner. And I want to accept the Lord into my heart. I want to apply these tools. Right? If that's you, let's do this right now. Let's pray. Why don't you repeat after me? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now, and I ask you in my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are the Lord of my life. I invite you in right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you did that today, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me, todd.coconato at rlcus.org, todd.coconato, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, at rlcus.org. I'd love to hear that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. If you did that, uh, we want to send you a Bible. We want to pray with you. We want to answer any questions that you may have. So please reach out to me, and let's set up a time to talk. Uh, but I love you guys. I bless you. I'm sorry my voice is a little bit hoarse today. Again, it's been a long weekend. But God is good. He's moving in such a powerful way. I hope that you enjoyed today's message. I hope that you're going deeper in your walk. And, uh, you know, we're all helping each other here, you know. And uh, I just love this community. What a beautiful and amazing community. I'm so thankful for the remnant. And we're going to see God moving in such a way. I'm telling you, by August, we're looking at having this remnant revival center up. Um, you know, there's God is just on the move. He's doing so many different things. So uh, have a great day. I will talk to you this week on the podcast. God bless you. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.